0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Welcome to the CBS i on Money show. It's Tuesday, February 15th. And uh, Mark, how are you feeling today?
2: I am good. It is the weekend, the week after the Super Bowl, the week uh, day after Valentine's Day. So yeah, all good. All good. You?
1: Uh, I'm good. We're recording this before the, the results of the Super Bowl. So we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl. But let's hope it was a good game. Even though, Mark, you were such a buzzkill about the whole playoff season, which was like the best playoff season ever. And you weren't even that into it.
2: I just didn't get to watch much of it. I saw bits and pieces, but not like uh, years past. That's for sure. Can
1: we get Theo involved in this? This is be a very good thing for him, no?
2: Eventually, yeah. He's the only thing he seems to really be into, and this is his channel and his inner Asian self is uh, tennis. Ah, very good. He likes tennis. Okay. Yes.
1: I like that. Yes. Very. of oh, that that means that maybe you ought to be thinking about your trip to Wimbledon. Trust me, you don't need to tell me. The wheels are in (laughs) motion. We're here to try to take the mystery out of your financial life. And the way that we do that is we answer your questions. Now, if you have a financial question, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. You click on the contact us button and there's a form that will pop up. Ask your question there. At the bottom of the form, it says, would you be willing to come on the air with us? Just click yes or no, but do yes. It's so much better, Mark, when we have a caller live, right? Or a listener live, I should say, right? Isn't it better for for everybody?
2: Oh, I mean, I think of this podcast, I think you and I have talked about this be- before. This is like kind of like talk radio to me. I mean, that's that's where I got my start in 1999, 2000 was in talk radio. So that's kind of how I approach this this podcast. And it's always better when you have callers on the line.
1: So much better, even though I find us quite entertaining. It's not nearly as entertaining as you guys. So today we are inviting D from Michigan on the air with us. Hello, Dee. How are you? I'm doing great, Jill. How are you? Good. Okay. So, D, you contacted us about a year and a half ago or so. You were on another show, also known as the Jill on Money podcast. Uh, what brings you to our airwaves today?
3: So, today, I had a question about rebalancing because over the last month, um, I wanted, you know, rebalance for the year and the markets have been quite down. And I think I read somewhere that it's not great to rebalance during a downturn because you're locking in a loss. And I just was curious if that's true and if I should wait on rebalancing or what.
1: Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dee.
3: Okay, so I'm twenty three, I'm from Michigan, and I work in the automotive industry. Uh, I make eighty-eight thousand dollars a year. I've got monthly expenses of thirteen hundred because I still live at home, even a year and a half later.
1: <laughs> wow. That's yeah. awesome though. That's yeah. such low that's such a low expense. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Okay. Any plans to move out soon or
3: um uh, it's coming up. I'm not sure as like where I would move at right now because I'm not sure in the near future if my company will be moving me anywhere. So mm. that's why I've been hesitant to like sort of move out and buy a place. I know that renting's available, but renting for my mom is just so much cheaper <laughs> that, <you> know <laughs>
1: and um, you like her yeah, I mean, yeah,
3: yeah, we get along we love each other. So, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So
1: um on your 88 thousand dollars a year, how much money are you putting into retirement?
3: i am maxing it out so last year i did the full 19.5 this year i'm also planning to do the 25 just you know to get my 401k all set i'm also maxing out my roth ira every year so that's six thousand, and then any extra i usually put in like a low brokerage account mark this 23 year
1: old is rocking it
3: right it's thanks good to you Lord. guys. I swear. I listen yeah. to you every single day on my drive home and drive to work. So, Oh, that's
1: so nice of you. So you've saving a bunch of money. Tell us um, other stuff. Like you have student loans or credit cards or auto loans or any help not auto loans since you're in the automobile industry. Maybe you have a good, maybe a beautiful discount on a car.
3: I do. I do have a discount. So yeah, but um, I, I lease right now. So it's just, you know, like 275 a month and then I get gas at work. They actually have a, program where they fill your car up for you so like yeah, adding awesome <laughs> I know my mom's so jealous of me but um yeah so it's really low expenses as far as like pretty much everything goes yeah I've got 24,000 student loans and I've got 41,000 in like a savings like high yield savings account that I just have like on hand mm-hmm. to pay that off as soon as like interest gets turned back down yep um and that leaves me with like 16 17,000 as like you know personal savings and then like 2,000 in my checking and do you want to hear about my other accounts? Like what Yeah, I sure do. Okay. okay, so I've got 26,000 in my 401k. The majority of that's Roth. I've got 28,000 in my Roth IRA. I've 18,000 in a brokerage account. I think that's about it. That's awesome. Yeah. So,
1: in your 401k, do you have an automatic rebalancing option? I don't think so. It's through
3: Fidelity. I'm not sure.
1: I would check that out because often they'll have it in 401k plans where you can check a box that so you don't have to overthink this. Let's say they don't. Mark, what's your opinion about when to rebalance and how
2: often for D? Uh, I would say once a year, twice, most like me personally, I do it at the beginning of every year. Like we just had that little, I don't want, you know, you want to call it correction, 10%, but it's not even that now. Even then, I probably wouldn't mess with it. I would just stick to your guns. Like if you say, OK, I'm going to rebalance on January 1 every year, I would just stick to that during times like this. Unless, you know, if it was like during the height of the pandemic when it went crazy and it lost well, a third of its value, then, yeah, maybe in times like that, you want to think about making some changes. But for the typical 10% correction, I would just leave it be and stick to your gun. How do
1: you feel about that, date? Just thinking about like just doing it once a year, you know, close your eyes and do it. How do you feel?
3: I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I am too.
1: Also, like even if you did it and, yeah, you know, things were going crazy, it may not be the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's like, you know, I I personally, you know, I just try to, you know, put it on autopilot to take the emotion out of it. I really think that that's the best. That, to me, is the most important thing is that set it on autopilot, let it happen itself. This
0: episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
1: How are you invested right now? Give us a little bit of your allocation breakdown.
3: I say it's because I'm 23 and I've got time, but it's like 100% stocks. That's
1: okay with that. You are doing a great job. In your retirement account, hundred percent, maybe if you have like a brokerage account, I might have like a little bit of money say outside, but especially after, once you pay off your student loans and you have all this money that's in your high yield savings, right? You know, maybe I would just think about the, that the brokerage account would almost be like the account you would tap if you were thinking about buying something longer, you know, in a few years or something. And then, then you would have to treat that money a little bit more carefully, right? A little bit more carefully. But I think that you're in such good shape and I wouldn't rush to buy a place. Mark, what do you think about buying versus renting right now
2: and versus staying with mom? Uh, yeah, first, uh, probably stay with mom for a little while. But buying anything at 23 years old? No way. No way. <sighs> what do you think about so, too that? Many things are, too many things are going to change in your life. You're only 23 years old. Who knows? And, you know, in five years, you could be living in New York City. Who <gasps> knows?
1: Would you like that? We'd love to have you. Yeah, we can hang out. Yeah, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I mean, I think I agree. I wouldn't, look, if you really are like, oh my God, I'm a lifer. I love where I live. This is like my place and I'm not going anywhere. I understand that. Like in a couple of years, if you kind of, run into an opportunity where like, oh, my friends, parents want to sell their house and I have an opportunity. Give us a holler back. But I feel the same way. Like if things are going well, you're 23, you get those loans paid off. I mean, you're going to want to live on your own because, you know, God bless your mom. She's probably wonderful. But like, you know, it's part of being launched as a human being. I would just... Be careful that you don't make a big decision that locks you into something longer term. That's why even though renting seems like, oh, I'm throwing my money out the window, still, it's a good interim step before you take the plunge into buying because you figure out what you like and you don't like about being on your own. Fair enough?
3: Fair enough. I did have a follow-up question. Do it. I was wondering, do you think it'd be a good option for me to buy my mom's home from her? Hmm. Tell me about that
1: more. Like, is mom single? And and she is. What's yeah. her financial situation?
3: She makes like sixty thousand a year. She's like she adopted me as a single mom. You know, she like she's just been single her whole life. So there's it's just her, and um, she's looking at social security benefits. I think like thirty five to forty k a year, mm-hmm. and um, a, a pension from an old like old job she had for like eight hundred a month. Mm-hmm. She gets like ninety percent of her health care covered. I think once Ooh. she retires, so that's okay. yeah, yeah, it's huge. But I think she has quite. She doesn't have too much in her retirement. I think in her four hundred one k, she has like two hundred thousand. So she would have about
1: let's say forty to fifty. Let's just call it forty five grand because she'll have. You said social security. Let's call it thirty five plus ten grand from her old pension. So that's forty five grand a year. Does she have any debt?
3: There's some credit card debt in there. I, I don't think it's that crazy. I'd Probably like ten grand if I had to guess. I think it depends.
1: I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's kind of cool that you're staying with your mom. And I think that this makes sense. Now, buying her home, I don't know if that makes sense. What I think is that we need to kind of monitor this. It's a possibility that if in a few years, you're like, you know what? I love this place. I really do want to buy it. Let's see. Maybe when she's, you know, how much longer do we think she's going to work? She's trying to finish up within the next three years. I mean, I think that's a good time horizon. Let's have her continue to pay it down and and you know make her payments make sure that she does not take any money and pay down the mortgage but she should be trying to pay down the credit card debt for sure okay okay i mean i think when she really if it's 70 and she's got her social security it's maxed out and let, let's see how she's doing maybe it makes sense but maybe it doesn't you know maybe you'd be better off helping her financially a little bit and waiting to see how things roll i i don't know i really again that may be something that's worth considering for sure. I just don't know if I'm feeling like, oh, you should do this immediately. Let's see how it goes. It's a possibility. It's a it's a kind of place where you could afford it. That's the other thing, right? Each of you keep doing what you're doing. Let's reassess in a couple of years and see what's going on.
3: So uh, my company is now offering us like direct stock purchase options. And I read through it and there doesn't seem to be any like advantage to it other than you'd be investing, I guess, more regularly regularly like write out your paycheck do you think that's probably right mark you go or is this
2: like an employee stock purchase program yes so you have like 15 percent discount
3: it doesn't it did not say anything about a discount that's what i was hoping for but i didn't see anything that's a discount
2: no usually there's a discount it's usually uh, a 15 percent uh, discount
3: that would be amazing
2: yeah. but yeah but jill's gonna say you know keep it keep it basically 5% to basically five to ten percent of your total portfolio
1: absolutely absolutely five percent is what i would say And then that's fine. I mean, that's totally fine with us. All right, Dee, thank you so much for joining us and keep us posted on how things are going. Uh, If you've got a question about your financial condition, just give us a shout. Go to jillonmoney.com click on the Contact Us button. It's in a little blue box. It's so pretty. And we'll get your note and let us know whether you want to come on the air with us. Don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every single Friday, and we love it. And Mark does all the work, which is why I really love it. You can follow this Ion on Money podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And we always like to uh, remind you that when you go to our website, there's a lot of stuff there, but you might want to follow our other podcast, also called Jill on Money. Mark Telercio, you've heard his voice. Hey, Mark. Hi. There you are. Uh, Mark is the co-host and the executive producer of this show. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Try to lift someone up today. Curiosity, compassion, community. We'll talk to you on Thursday.